second episode of Strictly Dickly, previously known as Dick Discussions. This is Jessica. I know that I changed the name. Um, I might change it again. Strictly Dickly is taken. Um, it is a gay man podcast, which it's the perfect name for. But, um, yeah, let me know if you have recommendations or suggestions for a name. Uh, right now, though, it's going to stick as Strictly Dickly, and I'm okay with that. Moving forward, before I get into the story of how I almost killed a man, dun, 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 um, I want to touch on something that was brought to my attention. So I was having a talk with my friend, and she just mentioned how she's conservative in her sexual life and that she doesn't like to really share those things or talk about those things, that it's just personal to her and that, you know, I'm so bold for putting myself out there like that. Like, it's going to be so easy for people to quickly label me um, or have an opinion about me based on the things that I share. And that, you know, it might hinder me in dating, you know, because it might make men uncomfortable to date me because I'm so open, whatever. Now, there's a couple things that I want to touch on. Um, one, it is okay for women to be different. Um, this is no shade to my friend. I love that girl to death. That's my homegirl. And I know that she was just expressing herself and saying that, you know, it's just not something she's comfortable with doing herself, right? For me, that's fine, though. But that's the point, is we can be different. We can all have different hobbies, different interests, different things, different ways of communicating, different ways of sharing. You know, I could be open about certain things that you're not willing to be open about, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. But what I don't want to see is women who, just because a woman wants to do something differently or is something different, judge her, doubt her, put her down, bash her. Because if she's living her life you know, joyously, and she's being the best her she can be, whether it's something that you want to get with or not, that's none of your concern. You know what I'm saying? Like, we always turn to men for bashing us, which is well-deserved half the time. However, I feel like we rarely acknowledge the bashing that we do to ourselves, to other women. Like, yeah, there's girl drama, there's you see all this shit on love and hip-hop and all that, women always bashing on women and da-da-da-da, but it's fucking entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, we're looking at that shit like entertainment, when at the end of the day, we need to be trying to figure out how can we really grow our communities as women, period, point blank. You know what I mean? And the number, the first thing that we can do is let women be different. You know what I mean? Like, we put ourselves in boxes all the time, the same boxes that men have placed us in. We've become so comfortable with sitting within those boxes that the minute a woman wants to step outside of that box and be something different, we got problems. We want to label her. You know what I mean? We want to talk shit about her. We want to spread gossip. We want to do all these things, which really isn't hurting her. It's hurting yourself because energy reflects energy. What you put out is what you're going to get back. So let's be real about that. But anyways, moving forward before I ramble um, about me not being able to date, for me, I look at it like this. I ain't getting dick right now anyway. I ain't dating nobody right now anyway. It is what it is. I'm okay with that. Um if when I start getting back into the scene, it's a problem, then they're not for me. You know what I mean? Like, I want someone who's going to be completely comfortable with me, who I am, as I am. You know what I mean? How you find me is how you get me type shit. So um, I, I'm not really worried about that. You know, it's not my intention. You know what I mean? Like, my intention for doing this, like I said before, was just to really just share. I want to share, and I want to, like, listen to other women, and I want to create this community and have these conversations. And let it be a form of therapy. You know, that's what I want outside of that what else happens happens it is what it is um but moving forward i hope that this just has more of a positive effect um than negative so fingers crossed y'all and thanks to everyone that's been listening so far i really appreciate you 
And moving forward, obviously this is going to be a long podcast, so stay tuned if you want to listen to the story that I'm about to tell about the time I almost killed a man. So as I did in my first podcast, I mentioned that I was in the military for six years. I was in the Army. I enlisted when I was 17. I deployed to Iraq when I was 18. When I got back from Iraq, I moved to Las Vegas. I was there by myself. I didn't know anybody. I was going to school and I was working. Um, So the only people I really knew were people that I went to school with and people that I worked with. I wasn't in the best side of town. I was like five minutes from the Strip, which living in Vegas is completely different than visiting Vegas, which is why I'm really not game on going to Vegas. I have friends that love to go, but it's really not my zhuzh, Um, just because I've seen a lot of really crazy shit there um, that isn't all that positive. And I just learned so much about the city that um, it's kind of saddening to me sometimes. But anyways, that's another discussion. Moving forward, I was there by myself. Um, I couldn't really, like, I didn't meet a lot of people. I wasn't 21. I couldn't go out really. And I started doing online dating when I deployed. Um, I had a, a, a boss. She did it. She was like, yo, you should set up an account. I was like, girl, yes, because I need a life, and this is exactly how I'm going to get one. So I was doing online dating. So I was doing online dating, obviously, when I got to Vegas. And I was talking to guys, you know, um, and we will have another discussion specifically around online dating, but back to the story. Um, I met this guy, and we were talking kind of regularly, and he worked as a bartender at the Palms Casino at the Rain Nightclub. And so he was on a late-night schedule. I was working graveyards as well, so we were kind of on the same shift. And so one night I was like, you know what, fuck it. Let me have this fool come over because it's been it's been a while for your girl. I got a kind of a drought going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me go ahead and bring this rain back to town, you know. <laughs> Get it, rain nightclub. Anyways, <laughs> so I told him, come over. Let's go have dinner or something. He came over. Bitch, we did not go to dinner. <laughs> okay, Netflix and chill, okay. We did not make it to dinner. Um, but we hung out and he had to he asked me to put something in my refrigerator and I was like, What are you trying to put in my refrigerator? Because I was a single ass bitch, okay? When I live by myself, let me tell you, I don't cook. I don't cook for myself. Even when I live with people, I still I'm still not cooking. So my fridge is empty, and I'm like, he also see it like I struggle, you know. So I was like, go ahead, but you can put it in there. And I'm like, what are you putting in there, you know? And it was an EpiPen, and I was like, okay, that's cool. You got diabetes, dope, you know, <laughs> like, dope. So he puts the EpiPen in the fridge. We go back to doing what we're doing, take that shit to the bedroom, you know what I'm saying? We was about to have a, I was really excited because he, when I tell y'all this man was sexy, I mean, like, he was sex with a capital E, you know what I'm saying? He was sex E, and uh, I was excited. We started taking our clothes off, and when I tell y'all I had to stop, this fool had the biggest scar on his midsection that I had seen in my life, and I'm not talking about, like, he been stabbed. I'm talking like, y'all know what Freddy Krueger's skin looks like, how that shit be looking like. That's exactly what this full stomach looked like. And I just thought to myself, y'all, I'm about to die. This is a serial murderer that slashes himself every time he takes a victim. Clearly, I watch too much uh, Law and Order type shit, but uh, I really thought I was about to die. So I asked him, I was like, um, hold up, hold up, hold up. What is that? Like, what's, tell me the story, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be judging, you know, because I'm like, I don't want to piss him off, because then he really is going to kill me, so I'm trying to play it off, you know, (laughs) what's that, you know, 
he tells me that he had, like, some surgery on his intestines coming up, and so he had just all these revisions, and his stomach just didn't heal well, whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So what he didn't tell me, though, was that basically affected his ability to get hard. Like, he could not get hard to save his life. And I think a big misconception for women is that when a man can't get hard, it's you. Now, sometimes that could be the case. Sometimes maybe they're really not feeling you. And so they just not into it, you know what I'm saying? But I think that you know when it's not about you before you even get in the bed, right? If you got to force a man into bed with you, then maybe, yeah, it's not about you. But if he went in that bitch willingly, then, honey, it's 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 not about you, you know what I mean? Like, um, if, if he went in that bed willingly and he can't get hard, um, he could just have a lot in his mind. It could be a condition. He could just be not be functioning properly at the moment. And they are just as self-conscious about that shit happening as you are, if not more. You know what I mean? Because, honey, if they pull their dick out, they want to have sex. And so for them to not get hard means they can't have sex. So they pissed off as hell, too. So don't be taking that shit to heart. Moving forward. We did the best that we could. We tried to make that shit work. You know, I really put in some work, you know, but that's another discussion. And we ended up just taking asses to motherfucking bed. Went to bed. I wake up at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning because I got to go to school. I only go to school for, like, four hours. I was going to be home by 10. I was like, he's still going to be asleep. I'm good. But I was like, you know what? Let me just go make sure he's good. Let me just let him know I'm leaving, right? So I go to touch him to tell him, like, wake him up a little bit to tell him I'm leaving. And tell me why I touch him and he's soaking wet. He's, like, sweating profusely. Not only is he sweating profusely, but he's cold as fuck. So he has cold sweats, and I'm like, uh, that's not cool. So I'm like, yo, what's, you're, you're soaking wet. Are you okay? And he's, like, not responding. He's like, uh. Like, he can barely, he, he can't get any words out, but he, and he can barely, like, moan and groan. So he is, like, zero energy. I'm like, yo. This fool's about to die in my bed. I'm about to go to prison. I don't know what happened. What's going on? You can't die here, man. No, no, no. So I called my teacher. She had been an emergency room nurse for like 17 years. And I was like, yo, there's this dude in my bed. He's about to die. I know he has diabetes. How do I give him this EpiPen? And she was like, you know, what's the symptoms? So I told her. And she was like, honestly, bitch, it's too late. He's about to go into a coma and you need to call 911. I'm like, fuck. So I call 911. I have to wave them down. I'm on the, the third floor. I have to wave them down. I'm in the process of waving them down. He goes to the kitchen. He's trying to find some sugar, right, because he knows his sugar's off. So he's he's fluid enough to know what's wrong. He just can't communicate. He can barely function. So I had all I had was these fucking Cheerios. I didn't have nothing else in my place. All I had was some Cheerios. He tried to get the Cheerios. Motherfucker fell out, face planted. And I'm like, yo, now you really look like I beat your ass, and they really going to think that I did this shit. I'm going to need you to sit motherfucking still, you know. So the, the paramedics get up there. He's laying on the floor. And they are like, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know. He's having cold sweats, you know, telling them the goddamn symptoms. I had already told to put motherfuckers on the phone, whatever. So I'm telling them the symptoms. And they're like, okay, well, what's his birthday? And I'm like, I don't know. Okay, well, what's his last name? (laughs) Bitch, I don't know. Okay, well, how old is he? Somewhere between the age of 22 and, like, 27, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, like, I know y'all probably thinking, bitch, you bold. You have this fool in your house and you don't even know his ass. Look, y'all. Look, y'all. I've had some experiences, okay? But we're not going to point fingers right now. We could talk about that later. Anyways, 
I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, well, can you at least call somebody who does know him so that we can figure out some stuff? And I'm like, okay, I got you. I had his phone, and I just started looking for a contact that was like um, sister or mom, you know. So I found one sister, and I called, and I was like, hey, your brother fell out. I don't know what's going on. They're about to take him to the hospital. I told her what hospital they were going to. Um, and they took him to the hospital, and I actually went to the hospital with him. They, uh, the, his mom and sister didn't even end up showing up, so I stayed the whole time, and he basically just wasn't taking, he wasn't taking care of himself like he thought he was, like, in accordance with, like, him having diabetes, um, and so that's all that it was, and I think that us having or trying to have sex, um, on top of him not eating what he was supposed to have eaten that day, messed with his his levels or something, and so it sent him into that shock. And moral of the story is, find out if a motherfucker has a condition, okay, because we need instruction manuals, right? If you know that you could possibly die doing what we're about to do, can I get an instruction manual? Can I see your will, please? Because I want to know, I want every, I want to know that you're going to let others know that I did not murder your ass because I'm not going to prison, okay? I almost went to jail once. That's another conversation, but I almost went to jail once. And in that moment, I realized, you know what, a bitch is not ready. I am not ready. I'm not as bad as I thought I was. I'm not ready to go to prison. I'm not ready to be no one's bitch. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not ready to have bitches. Like, I'm just, I'm not ready for that life, you know? So please let me know if there's something wrong that I need to be, I need to know how to treat. And I would like a class. I would like a little five-minute crash course on, okay, here's what you need to do if something happens. Because a bitch needs to be prepared, you know? Like, that's your, like, legit, legit, y'all. If I would have went to class that day and I would have never walked back in that bedroom to let him know I was leaving, I would have came home to a corpse in my bed. He would have he would have died. He tried to go to the kitchen to find some Cheerios. He failed. Face planted, right? So let's say he would have made it that far. Then what would he have done? You know what I mean? Like he would have died. He would have went into a coma like he would have died. I would have came home. He would I would have had a dead body. I would have went to prison because then they would have really thought that I beat his ass. You know what I'm saying? Like and and I murdered him like Yeah. Anyways, so that's that's basically how I almost killed someone. Um it's a serious you know, you know, it was life changing. Okay, now, yes, I have met other dudes online since then who I've had encounters with since then. None of them were near death experiences, um, but that's something else that we can talk about. Um, so that's that's basically the story. Um, shit was crazy. Shit had me fucked up. Um, dick wasn't even, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even get to really have, I could understand if it were, like, bomb-ass sex. Then I'd be like, you know what, let's risk it one more time. Let's let's try it one more time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was so good. We're going to try it. But that's that's not what happened. The dick was not even mediocre. It was non-existent. And so um, that was the last time I really saw him. I think I spoke to him maybe a couple times after that. But we were kind of just friends. Uh, we realized it probably wasn't the best for us to do anything that we was trying to do. So, um, yeah, that was it. That was that's how that went. I still don't. I actually don't remember his name, like his first name. Don't remember. Obviously, never knew his last name. Never knew how old he was. Like, didn't know any of that information. Say what you want about me. Judge me all you want. Wrap it up. Strap it up. I'm cool. You know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned, like, safe sex is the best sex. It's the best way to go. So as long as you're safe, have all the sex that you want, and that's kind of the model that I live by. So. Um, 
coming moving forward, uh, the next couple of episodes, I want to actually have discussions about different topics revolving around sex, um, from online dating to um, what to do if he does go limp, right? So how can you get that shit back hard to, you know, get get done what you're trying to get done, you know? And I want to talk about positions. As a woman, I want to talk about the best position for you to orgasm in, right? There's one position for me that if if I go into this position, oh, it's done. It's done. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting mine. You know what I mean? But if I don't make it to that position, it's not happening for me, you know? So I want to have that discussion, too. So anyways, let me know if you guys have any recommendations or any topics that you want to talk about, anything that you want to hear about. Uh, I talk really fast, so let me know if this was too fast and I need to slow the fuck down. Um, any other critiques that you may have, I am open to it. This is new. This is only my second episode. Um, so, yeah, let me know. Give me your feedback. I'd really appreciate it. Throw me a little applause on here um, and share with your friends. And, yeah, let's talk. So thanks for tuning in, and I will talk to you all next time.